I mean, what the fuck? Who made mustard and was like, we should put this on things? Twitter wants to know, and by Twitter I meant I wrote this all down like two weeks ago. I'm hyping myself up. I'm thinking, I will fuck you up, maybe. My jokes aren't always great. Occasionally, I'll seek validation through a thirst trap and then delete it two hours later. That's just how it is. It's the cycle. It's how things work. Waves in my face. <laughs> what if that's how I started my podcast? What's new Scooby-Doo? I'm coming after you. You're gonna solve that mystery. Yo, dude, that song bangs. Um, anyways, um, had a podcast a few days ago, and it was my friend Daniel, and um, we got into a lot of deep shit. Like, I'm just gonna come out and say it. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I've been uncomfortable talking about with just about anyone that we covered. So, really interesting. Um, this is a few days. This is a few days after the fact. So we talked. I had to edit a few things. So took out his last name on a few um, conversations. So there might be some choppy editing, but you know that is what it is. And we had to edit out one segment. Um, so if it's a little choppy, then sorry. But you know, as I get better with podcasts, like I'll learn how to do transitions and all that stuff. But for now, you just get it raw, like my girlfriend. Well, I don't have a girlfriend, but in principle, she's getting it raw, like cookie dough. Um, Because that's the best way to eat it. Come on, like, let's be honest here. So, without further ado, I'm bringing you. (laughs) What's new, Scooby Doo? I'm bringing you a new podcast to listen to. But, anyways, here is my friend Daniel. And I really hope you enjoy the podcast. It's a pretty long one. So, stay tuned, grab some popcorn, and enjoy. All right, bye. We just spent like three days trying to move in. Um, And so, yeah, we're going back and forth, and I had to drive my stuff through the bay. So, damn, rough life. Yeah, I know. It's actually, it is kind of frustrating because, like, I want to spend all my time, like, there. And a lot of my friends are in the Bay, so I'll, you know, hang out with them, do dumb shit. Uh, one of them's actually a chef, so we'll, like, cook, and then I'll come here, and it's kind of, like, you know, kind of a hard balance. But um, I'm just excited to be in one spot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that makes sense. Um, I think I've moved no less than, like, ten times since graduating college in 2015. Mm-hmm. So every time I pick up fucking boxes and put them down and put them in my Jeep and all this, I'm just like, dude, for fuck's sake, no, I again, need to buy yeah. a house. But uh, yeah. I'm broke, unlike some people. Um, anyways, I started recording and uh, <laughs> people aren't going to know who you are. So this is uh, this is my boy, Daniel. Um, I met him through uh, his girlfriend and then it was one of those situations where like he became my friend through a mutual love of like just dope shit and that's coming along the next topic because obviously headband life rules supreme um Mm. i think that so actually let's just move into that so i think the first time that you dm'd me on instagram which i i have a lot of guys slide in my dms but not like often for like a nice way you know i know i know how you feel yeah yeah it's like a dick pic and i'm just like all right first off like it's not even like big like what are you doing? Like, if you're going to present that to me, like make it, make it solid, you know, like bring your fucking a game. Not, not, not your D B minus game. I I will say I agree because they are being overly forward by doing that. But but at the same time, I do feel for people who are not endowed and have no control over that. But yeah, you're right. If you're going just to just at me, dude, just at me. Unsolic- unsolicitly send you a picture. Yeah, you know, you got to you know, horses on deck, whatever the saying is. Yeah, exactly. bring bring your shit. 
I mean, you you mentioned uh, you mentioned the uh, the people who are not well endowed growing in life. I mean, listen, I take personal offense to that. I'm only ten inches, and I know the average is what twelve, something like that. Uh, um, yeah, I think maybe on uh, certain certain planets um, that are non discovered, um, it might be it might be ten to twelve. But I think um, especially you know with the energy that a lot of this country is inhibiting towards um, racism, there's a lot of uh, a lot of little SDE, energy. yeah, yeah. I was talking centimeters yeah, though, honestly. Like so, oh, yeah. oh shit. Okay, I was talking meters. Oh okay. shit, man. I was well, yeah, I was okay. thinking cubic right. yards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, space is time and space is relative. Um, um but uh, yeah, no. So you want to, yeah headbands? I think I reached out to you because every time you post a photo, you had a new headband, and I was like, oh shit, you know, uh, you know, this guy's got his head his headband life i mean actually sorry sorry i had to take that strike that from the record my girlfriend has a lot of cool headbands and showed me headbands nope and, no it was me yeah oh oh yeah okay okay so i'm glad she's here because i was really gonna, originally going to call from the room and then i was like you know what let's you know we're a package deal so um our first date this is how i got the headband now it's all coming back um our first date we went to lululemon uh-huh. and the poor the poor cashier my god like we we just exert a lot of energy um, when we're together. Because um, long story short, I'm a Pisces with a Virgo moon. She's Ooh. a Virgo with a Pisces moon. So mm. we're just like feeding off each other's shit. Yeah. And which one of you guys um, is rising, and which one of you guys is waxing? What's up? Damn, that was a good joke, and I didn't even go Wait, over. I, well. I, I, I didn't hear it. Did so which one of you guys is rising? You know, and which one of you guys oh, is waxing? Yeah. Hopefully both. You know, keep it clean down there. But that was a, that was a sex yeah. joke. Oh, okay, okay. It didn't work. Sorry. It didn't I, work. I, I only know that. I'm not as attuned. So if you had said that and she had heard it, she would have laughed. So yeah. I'll Okay, thank you. For those I'll, I'll give you a clap. For those, but I, uh, I did not get the joke. I apologize. Well, all five um, people listening probably didn't either. So it's okay. It's okay. Anyways, yeah. Lululemon. Yeah. Um, so we were uh, at Lululemon and um, uh, we see some headbands in the front. And uh, I was like, oh, do you like headbands? She's like, I am a slut for headbands. And oh, yeah. the cashier was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we <had> like <laughs> so that was like our, um, you know, first date in post high school because, yeah. you know, we originally met in high school. Um, and then uh, when I started working out over quarantine, um, I started wearing headbands, uh, which is probably giving me a little bit more of a receding hairline. So I should probably stop. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm into them and they're great. And you um did ju- are you sponsored by junk because uh i think that would be a pretty smart move on your part dude sponsorship opportunity junk if you're listening uh no but i think they have a military discount so i usually oh, get like some percentage off i don't think you i think you have to call in and i just called in randomly because i have no shame i'm like hey like i want these at a discounted price mm-hmm. do you do military they're like oh yeah and i was like all right, dope. Like, do you guys have yeah. a, a discount? They're like, no, you just send us your order number, blah, blah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so it's actually a very interesting point. So, um, mm. I love my hair, but, you know, I'm at the point now where my hair is thinning a little bit. Um, not, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. like, to the point where you super notice, but, like, on the the, uh, mm-hmm. the sides mm-hmm. and stuff. The and temple, was, yeah. or the temple area, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was like, damn, like, maybe wearing headbands did adversely hurt me but also you have to balance out the fact that you get so much swag when you wear Mm -hmm. it so like what do you want do you want great hair over long term or do you want like immediate swag and i I choose the immediate swag Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think if you're looking at it from a short-term perspective, you know, wearing headbands for um, swag, like you said, would probably be the smart move. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you can see it, but I'm like balding in the back. Maybe if you can see it. Um, yeah, but and like that's because got... I would wear my Bose headphones all the time in college. Yeah. I don't think it's actually because I was balding. It's because literally it just like thinned Rugged. out my hair. Yeah. But I'm kind of the guy that, um, and maybe I'm not, you know, living in a, a, a real world here when I think this, but I'm kind of the guy that's like, you know, if you're going to care that I'm balding when I have, a, you know, in my mind a lot more to offer than you know, it is what it is. So I think you should just keep wearing headbands. I mean, I do. I it, it adds at least 25 yeah. pounds to every lift that I do. So I'm up to 50 pounds now on squat. <laughs> so I'm really pumped uh, about that. Um, yeah. Your back's like giving out. You're like, wait, 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 wait. No, we're good. There it is, dude. It's it's like, I don't even need a belt. It's just for my mind gains, you know? And I when yeah. I read, I yeah. wear my headband as well. Because usually I can comprehend <laughs> about 60 words per minute. With a headband on, I'm easily 63, yeah. 64. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, um, there's definitely research that it, like, contracts your, you know, mandula oblongata. A hundred percent. And with yeah. with your spot, dude, you've got crazy lettuce up front. So it doesn't even matter because you've got mm-hmm. crazy flow mm-hmm. up there. Like, you would, ha- you would have to – first off, I know you're tall, so not many people are going to see it. For me, I'm a short king. Like, I'm 5'10", you know? Like, a girl's going to look – I'm 5'10". <laughs> oh, well, straight up. Cool. Oh. Anyways, lie and say you're 6'1". But, like, you know, some girl that I'm going on a date with is going to look down at me while she's paying for my meal and be like, are you thinning? And I'm just like, excuse me? And you're right. I do have more to offer, and I love that you have that mentality um, because I think a lot of guys, especially myself when I was younger, and by, by younger I mean maybe like two years ago when I started noticing, a, like, a little loss – and I was like, oh, fuck, like, are girls even going to care about me? Like, are they going to want me? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, like, I would mm-hmm. work out all the time because I was like, fuck, like, mm-hmm. I've got to mm-hmm. offer mm-hmm. something else. And I was like, oh, a personality. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Maybe I'll have that. So that, that helped mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, we can get into that. Um, but I do think that if you're, if you're doing something to get anyone's you know, to like you more or to fit into a certain group more. A lot of times what I've seen is it kind of fizzles out from one end to another. Either people are going to realize that it's not authentic or, you know, you're going to be putting in a lot of effort and not mm-hmm. be appreciated. So you're going to be like, fuck this, right? Yeah. So I think that, I think that you know, if, if that's that's a very valid point. And we can kind of get into that later. But, um, yeah. you know, just from, from some of the posts that I do see of you posting, you know, your, your, your bod. If there's trapping. Know, uh, there's definitely you definitely are targeting an audience, which I totally get. But yeah, uh, yeah we can we can talk about that later. But right. Yeah, no. In terms of headbands, um, definitely appreciated the recommendation, and I think that um, you know I've only, I've received only positive feedback. You know, all my friends from different groups and even my coworkers were, um, you know, very pro headband. So I appreciate oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I dig that because uh, I've been a headband fan for since 14 and um i'm not gonna lie there's been there's been some hate um because (laughs) because you know like it's weird i see some people in the gym wear headbands and i think okay rafael you know nadal i'm like dude we get it like you play oh yeah like ninja turtle yeah yeah but yeah i've actually in the last year so going to my gold's gym that i go to i've had a lot of people Mm -hmm. come up to me they're like yo you're headband guy and i was like oh shit like I'm more mm-hmm. than that. They're like, no, like yeah. the headbands are dope, man. Like I've seen mm-hmm. have a lot of mm-hmm. them, and so obviously we're gonna talk in a you know about acceptance and stuff later on. But that was dope because mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Shit, like, yeah. 
So that felt good. Um, so really, really quick, moving on to the next subject because the world needs to know this and I just want to settle this once and for all. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. How often Let's do you wash your gooch? How, <laughs> how often do I wash it? Your gooch, yeah. Gooch. Um, I mean, I shower every day, so there you go. Uh, but, but I, you know, do you wash your legs every day? Be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so do you, so you, so you get your gooch, you say? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. I mean, like, there will be a, a day where I won't work out, and I'll be working till like, 10 p.m., because I'm in finance, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I just won't shower that day. But yeah, every, every time, yeah. Okay, good Hygiene is pretty important. I would say hygiene is pretty important to me. Like, actually, yesterday... Um, this is the first time Erin's ever told me this. I was like giving really? her a hug. She's like, "You smell," and I was like, "Oh my god, okay." Well, I'm gonna <laughs> be right back. Yeah, you gotta get <laughs> so, out of that um, shit. Yeah, I gotta get out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but no, that's that's every. Why, why why do you ask that? I'm just so, uh, that's a very. Uh, yeah. So um, I was talking to a few girls the other day, and I was just saying like my podcast is a mix of interesting people and just fun stories of how I met them or cool people mm-hmm. like i've got mm-hmm. a porn star coming on like later this week and oh, nice. it's i we probably won't even talk much about sex it's like just just interesting shit about people and she would then they were telling mm-hmm. me they're like well what about guys in hygiene and i was thinking about it and i feel mm-hmm. like you're similar obviously after what you said like i shower um if not once a day multiple times a day just because of working out and like military stuff and whatnot but um <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh face wash and two like um mouthwash flossing all that stuff Everything I can do to take care of myself, I do. And I thought that was normal. Mm. It's not. Mm. Apparently, mm. like, guys don't wash their legs all the time, which leads me to believe that they don't yeah. wash their balls and gooch. And it's like, oh, like, I, okay, first off, I don't get laid often. But if I do, like, I'm damn sure I'm going to make sure I smell good. And apparently guys yeah. don't do that. And it's and it's gross yeah. to me. So That's that's odd, yeah. I, I, um, I had a roommate my sophomore year of college – and he was one of those guys that just kind of had perpetual body odor. Like I, I, I would see him shower. Um, I mean, not personally, but I, I would Uh-oh. get the sense that Truth he showered out. somewhat often. But I, you know, I would just go into his room and you know, it kind of hits you, yeah. right? You know, you, you, well, you, someone has like the just lack of hygiene and it's kind of built up over time. Yeah. And uh, you just kind of get near them and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a force field, right? We call those people and, crusty. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, um, but he had success with women. I mean, he was—that's the thing. He was like six, eight. Oh, so, you, you know, have he to had, at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, and he wasn't even—I didn't find him to be very attractive. And he was actually kind of a jerk. But he was successful with women because he was pretty confident and tall. And even though he smelled like cabbage, <laughs> he still, you know, could did very well for himself. So yeah. I think um, I tend to just hate it when like I'm you know, do like turning my head or like looking down at something and I smell mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Like it might, you know, I think in high school I probably didn't do enough of that or something. I don't know where it came from, but I'm always just kind of the guy that's like, if I smell like I'm getting in the shower, I'm putting deodorant on, I'm like, you know, getting like the hell. I used to do antiperspirant actually, but apparently it gives you cancer. Um, so oh, well, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. went home from the gym one day because I smelled myself, and it didn't smell bad. And I talked uh-huh. to a few of my friends, and I was like, "Yo, be honest, do I smell?" And they're like, "No." But I smell I, like 
I could smell myself. So I went home, showered really quickly, and then went to my home gym, like the apartment gym and worked out. But like, Wait, you showered before the gym? Well, I felt like I smelled and I didn't want to be around people. And, it, you know, it's just like, I don't want to be a disservice to them. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been that way too. So I, I used antiperspirant and then I got cancer. So that was sick. So I'm going to sue Old Spice, but um <laughs> wait so 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 let's 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 brush on that real quickly because yeah. i i did hear from Marilyn that you did you were about to um serve and then you got what well, that was the story right honey that he got screened and then they they well i'll let him tell it back yeah you, i don't think me. i've ever talked but, uh, about this on the pod so i could just actually like explain what yeah tell, no tell a story yeah you'll probably tell it better than me i think you were there uh vaguely um okay so Yes. So, uh, I was at work one day and, you know, as a guy, sometimes your nuts just feel weird, but it usually goes away after like a few minutes or something like that. You're just like, Oh, that was strange. Um, didn't go away. So this was like three or 4 PM. I went home and my nut was feeling weird, but I was like, fuck it. Like I'm going to go to the gym and I was doing shoulders and it like progressively kept getting worse. Like pain, um, like pain, like continual pain. Yeah. But like, yeah, worse and worse and worse. So I, yeah, I yeah, literally, yeah. Um, like hobbled home. Like I lived close enough to the gym to, oh. to walk to the gym. It was like a three minute wow. walk. But like it was probably 15 minutes is how long it took me because I was, I don't know how to describe this. It was, okay, not legit size, but it was like I had to like um, use like a lever system to move my mm. leg because it hurt so bad. And so I laid in bed. Was it like it marched? It was like no, bigger? Like no. It- Oh, it was so, so that's okay. coming later. I'll I'll, t- I'll explain what that is. But it, okay, it was okay, right. normal size, just extreme pain. And so I laid down thinking like maybe if I lay down, I'll feel bad. And I started mm-hmm. crying because it hurt so bad. Um, and I knew that I wow. had to go to the ER. But uh, my roommate mm-hmm. had just gotten home. And um, it was really uncomfortable for me to tell him about it because like it was my balls you know like yeah it's weird yeah but it's I was not like, like you're sleeping another you can't just be like hey can you check right. this out real quick you know? yeah. and so i was like yo man like no shame like i i can't i need you to take me to urgent care so i went there mm-hmm. and waited for like 45 minutes because fuck them but anyways um they finally saw me i pulled my pants down and they were like listen based on what's happening because apparently what the nut that was hurting was like solidified like it was hard, Ooh. Um, Ooh. and so like there's only two things that this is gonna be, and they're not great. And I really apologize to tell you this: it's either torsion, which is when your mm-hmm. uh, nuts are like twisted, and twisted balls, yeah, yeah, yep. or you have cancer. And I was like, fuck, like I hope I get either cancer. Suck. Yeah, cause... I think either you need surgery. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, or some sort of procedure. Yeah, they're like, you need to go to the ER immediately. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna get an ambulance because you know broke yeah but, um, yeah yeah so i took an uber to the hospital <laughs> um <laughs> so i take an uber to the er and i finally get seen and i t- i pull my pants down and the doctor's in front of me and there's a scribe behind me is like this this guy who hadn't talked before so you know like ass fat hanging out and i turn around to the scribe and i'm like can you tell that i squat and nothing like he doesn't even give me the satisfaction of of just a joke it's like dude i have cancer and i just made a good joke and you're sitting there yeah not laughing like i i need moral support right now anyways i pull my pants down the guy takes like five seconds and he's like you i'm sorry you have cancer and i was like mm. oh um i didn't I, I didn't cry 
I didn't feel sorry for myself or anything. I was just like, well, what do I need to do? Which, which in yeah. retrospect, I really felt proud of how I, like I acted because yeah. I think a lot of people would have. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, ballsy. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, so all that happened, I got surgery like a week or two later. Um, I actually PR'd on my bench the day before I got surgery because I knew I wasn't going to be able to lift for a while. So I got 275 on bench. Uh, I, I pushed that out. And uh, I was heavy on pain medication, so maybe that's why I didn't feel like my arm's yeah. about to like break in half. Your, but... your arm was like snapping. You're like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm. This is chill. Um, so, yeah. anyways, yeah. yeah. So I literally got my nut pulled out, and they asked me if I wanted a prosthetic. But apparently, prosthetics um, heighten the chances of you spreading the cancer to the other nut. So I just got mm. uh, I got a slope. So um, you know, bitches be skiing down that shit now. Not really. I don't get mm-hmm. action, but that's mm-hmm. what I tell myself mm-hmm. to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I had cancer. Um, but to tie it all back, so when I was in high school, um, I had extreme perspiration out of my armpits. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like extreme. Not not like oh he started sweating. Like dude, did you just run ten miles and then get to school? It was really bad. Like I couldn't open my mm-hmm. arms. I, I was constantly walking around like I had invisible lat syndrome, you know, one of those things. Um, it was pretty bad. So um, I had a lot of, I used this thing that was like heavy on aluminum and it would close my pores. Um, and I didn't use that on like my balls, but I don't know, maybe that's what gave me cancer. Or maybe it was tanning naked at a tanning salon. Um, there's just a lot of things that probably contributed lot of, to it. A lot of what ifs, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't even know what uh, we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about, um, your, uh, the story. No, no, that's, first of all, that's, uh, um, oh, yeah. that I think that dog, so was that doctor a urologist or was he a, what's it called when you're, um, onco- oncologist, was oncologist. he an oncologist or? Yeah, he was an oncologist. He was? And then I saw a urologist, um, a week out, no, a f- yeah, a week after surgery. Cause he wanted to make sure everything okay. was working down there. And whatnot. Okay. So, because um, I was gonna say, urologists have um, incredible senses of humor. Um, my mom was a nurse, and she, um, you know, worked with a urologist for twenty something years. And uh, I actually met him because um, I uh, I had to get a couple of things done, which I'll tell you about in a sec, which are kind of funny in hindsight. Oh, yeah. But um, they, um, you know, he, he was just a hilarious guy. And if you had told that joke to him, I mean, I think he would have absolutely loved it or he probably would have at least told you a joke back but yeah, yeah maybe this guy just i don't know just didn't have a sense of here i i feel like if you're in that kind of line of work and you know people are coming to you with like life-threatening problems like maybe his default wouldn't be to say you know humor yeah but uh but and that you know i i think he should have given you the joke I should or, give you, the, you know the I, I did yeah. one more and I'll, and I'll tell you and this is the one yeah. that i was pretty pissed about no one laughing so they had just mm-hmm. done a radiation checker. They did like scans on on my uh, my dick, and mm-hmm. I said, "This is how Bruce Banner turned into the Hulk." So like, if I get horny, like, am I just gonna like get huge? Like, is this shit gonna be like a superpower? And they're like, "No, like, you just have gamma rays in your body." I'm like, "I know, right?" So like, if I get horny, like, I just turn into the Hulk, but like, like a, like a good porn star, and they're like why are you saying this and i was like i'm i don't know um but, I, but i'm gonna go now and they're like you can't go i was like all right <laughs> I have to stand Get back here. The table, big boy. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah no um 
No, that's the, in contrast. So I had to get a um, a scope done. You know, you know, a urethra scope. Oh, you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, because I have, um, I got inflammation in it. It's just urethritis, or basically just an inflamed, inflamed urethra. And yeah. I wanted to make sure it wasn't anything serious. And so, it actually isn't that bad of a procedure. Like they numb, they put numbing gel in, and then they they stick it in, and you you just don't look, right? You're, yeah. you know, it's like you know, when you're getting a shot, yeah. you, just, you don't look. You yeah, I'm like look. you. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> my girlfriend walks away. <laughs> we start talking about this. Um, <laughs> but um, you good? Oh, okay. Um, oh, just says hi. Um, your dream girl. Um, and uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But uh, basically, uh, I'm nervous, right? Because yeah. like it, you know, you're sticking a tube into your your penis, mm-hmm. and uh, I I ask him, hey, you know, we're just gonna um, just go to the you know the, the top part, the tip, right? Yeah. And he's like, uh, actually, we're we're going uh, up to the neck. <laughs> like you know like all the way you know <laughs> um but it's you know and then, and then he has this running joke that i knew he was gonna say but i just let him tell it anyway and yeah i was like yeah so anything else i should be aware of after i was done he's like you know get some rest um you know obviously don't use it a lot like you know rat including rest and just take a bath uh it might fall off and he just you know <laughs> says that as it you know and i'm just, I'm just like what? so um that yeah I, I think that it's important i mean even like in your you know, I, I don't know exactly what you do in the army. I don't know if you can tell me, but I know that in, um, you know, like emergency rooms, they have pretty good sense of the humor. You know, like if yeah. someone's like dying, they'll be like resuscitating them and being like, uh, hey, would you like come for lunch today? Like, did you have the lasagna? And the guy's like bleeding or some shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so so uh, I, I think whatever line of work you're in especially those, it's, it's even more important to have a good sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, I kill people. So like, it's good to, you know, at least find humor in that, right? <laughs> no, I don't kill people. I sit at a desk. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was gonna say. I was like, I know you don't. The only people you kill are on like Call of Duty. At your See, desk I don't play Call of Duty. I I'm actually not a virgin. I know it may you know come as a surprise, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't play video games like that because uh, even though I get rejected, I do talk to women in real life. Nice. What's the gulag? Nice. What is that? Go- what? Everyone the keeps gulag? on referencing "Meet Me at the Gulag." Is that a Call of Duty reference? Or that... I think it's a. Call... I don't know. I don't play Call of Duty either. Hell yeah! Um, Hell yeah! Non-Virgin but, Squad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the Gulag. Oh, oh, oh! I know what the Gulag is. I heard it on a hockey podcast. Um, by the way, congrats to your stars. Um, the Gulag is like when you die, you're in a one-on-one pit. Um, so what you might want to do is like find out wherever. Um, that girl from High School Musical you're obsessed with is playing, and then you can get yeah, get her in a gulag. Mm. And I think you know that'll you know you'll have one on one time with her. Okay, like I thought gulag was like a soup or something, you know, like in in like the Shrek ver- universe, like gulag would be yeah, like a good soup. yeah, gulag like mushroom gulag soup. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, Man, we're off the rails. I I think we we've got to talk about eighteen different things, but uh, no, I, I, it was great. No, there's there's more. Um, on on the same point. So, when was the first time that you ate ass? <laughs> so I have to ask you: Is this are these normal questions that come, that, that are discussed on this podcast, or is it just me? Like, what what when do I give you the uh, impression that you'd be like, oh yeah, that, that guy, you know? I'm trying to normalize it. I'm trying to normalize this. So I asked my first guest. It. Let, let me let me say this. I, I do have a lot of opinions 
let, let me let me say this. Well, opinions are like um, assholes. You know, everyone's got to eat. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I I believe I was twenty. Oh, dude, I thought you were gonna say twelve. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was in preschool. No, oh, yeah. um, I I was twenty, and um, I don't know where the urge came from. I was just like, I'm gonna try this, and you know, I don't. It's not one of those things. This is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those things where I, you know, like like I, you know, I'm obviously attracted to my partner. Barely, mm-hmm. you yeah. better, mm-hmm. and. There's no part of me that sees her and is just like, oh, wow, look at that outfit. Look how good she looks. I'm going to eat her butt. You know, like, it's, there's no, like, like it's not like a, um, an instinct that you have to be intimate or be with someone, right? Yeah, but, yeah I agree with that. Um, in, in the same vein, um, and, it, you know, it obviously depends on the person. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, it's you showing a way of saying, hey, like, I know this is a little bit of a offside thing to do, and it's yeah. kind of a taboo thing to do, um, but if we're both comfortable with it, and we're both clean, like, that's a big one, um, mm-hmm. then uh, then I'm then I'm all for it, because it shows that you're willing to kind of put that extra effort in, and be like, you know, I'm just going to get a little get a little freaky in the moment. Yeah. Um, I have had a couple of experiences with a girlfriend I had in college where um the cleanliness part was lacking and uh i yeah i i uh i don't even remember what i think i ran into the bathroom and just like looked at myself in the mirror like yeah like that really just happened you know you like you you know when you like look at yourself in the mirror and like make eye contact with your own soul (laughs) and you just kind of talk to yourself and you're kind of like hey that just happened like yeah. Like we're going to, we're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I didn't know, I didn't know girls like grew hair on their butt. Um, cause every girl that I've been with, I guess either just like waxed like all the time. They, they likely waxed it. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone, every human is normally gets hair. Right. On their, unless I, they're just genetically predisposed not to. But. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't know that. And so this girl, um, the first, the first time I ever did it, wanted me to eat her ass. And I was like, Hmm. Sure, like, I mean, I like you. She had just got out of the shower, so I was like, I think this is how it happens in the movies. So, like, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I went to do the thing, and it was, like, a little hairy. And I was just like, oh. But, like, not in, like, a... <laughs> not in, like, a I didn't respect her in a way. It was just, like, I've never experienced that, and now I feel traumatized. Um, mm-hmm. So, I like, we... I stopped doing that pretty quickly, and we just went back to, like, making out and stuff, which is weird uh, too. oh after after you guys did that you made out yeah yeah um oh, like no mouth well we talked first so i was literally talking shit to her but <laughs> then we made out <laughs> but then but then like the, did you tell her did you tell her to eat shit no i mean well she was tonguing that down but um but then like the next girlfriend that i dated she wanted to do that and she was like waxed and stuff like that so it, it went well but it was just weird to yeah. me so I, so now like i just think it's really fun to like just throw people off and ask about that because mm-hmm. you know yes or no it's still like a fun answer yeah it, it, it's a funny answer and um it's it's something that I, I think a lot of people uh when i tell them that they're just like oh my god like you you do that like, yeah oh, shit um but i 
I mean, I, look, I've heard, I was hanging out with Erilyn and her, um, her friend's mom over 4th of July. Oh. It's actually her boss. <laughs> and she was telling me about, and I didn't know this, like furries where people oh, yeah. like dress up as, yeah, where people, you know, like dress up as animals and like shit in a corner of the room and then have sex or something. Wait, and what? I, um, well, they, well, no, they act like animals. Like they, like they go around on all fours and like, like lift their leg to like pee. You're shitting. And then like, no, no, I, 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 exactly. And so, and so when people react like, oh, you need that, I was like, oh my God. But, um, you know, people are doing stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of just whatever, it's kind of just whatever you're you know, really into as long as it's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't kink shame. It's just, people. yeah, that's, that's strange yeah. to me. Um, but yeah, you know what, furries. Yeah. I've met a few furries in my life, and they've always been really nice, but I wouldn't let them near my kids. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I understand. Yeah, and I think, I think you know if that if, if that is really what you know you're into, if you're doing it with people who are also into it, it's fine. But like, all I'm saying is, I think that a lot of people are a little hesitant to things that just kind of sound different and sound weird. Yeah. And they're just not exposed to it. Whereas if they were exposed to it in a healthy way, they'd probably be like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, yeah. Like, as long as it's, again, like, just to say, as long as it's washed, it doesn't really taste like anything. And it doesn't really feel that good from, I, I've i never had it done to me because my butt is ridiculous. Scary. I would nice, never, same. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my worst enemies down there. Same, but, dude. Um, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's bad. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to, I wouldn't do that. If you brought like some, you know, like army person, it was like, he tied treason of the highest order. This is like his punishment. I'd be like, dude, I'm not put him down there. Like, no, you're gonna have to find some other way to, yeah. to deal with him. So. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. So I think one of the original reasons that you want to come on the podcast is because mm-hmm. I was talking about basically getting back into sex after mm-hmm. quarantine um on my last mm-hmm. podcast i believe yeah it was the last one and you said that you were kind of mm-hmm. a pseudo therapist to a lot of your friends and mm-hmm. so maybe like chat about that um so i think that's really interesting that you are that person to multiple people um because i've met people that kind of seem like people are drawn to them to to mm-hmm go with their problems or this or that. And so there's two sides of that is one, like I just want to hear about those experiences and two, like, does it ever like get emotionally, I don't think it's a word, but burdensome or like, does it, does it become too much of a burden to really handle everyone's problems because they, you know, they're yeah. coming to you all the time. Like, is it, is it two ways or, or what? Yeah. Well, I think I, I don't really know how it started. Um, I, I think in, in hindsight, if I think about it, um, you know, I was always kind of the guy, you know, I've been a, a pretty good, um, a listener, uh, in terms of, you know, when people have problems, like I'll just kind of, you know, they can bounce ideas or thoughts off of me. Yeah. And, um, I think when I was growing up in like high school or college, like, you know, I was kind of, kind of nerdy, kind yeah. of not, um, not the coolest guy. So when, so when people would tell me their issues, I'd be like, oh, it's a great, you know, opportunity to connect with people. I'll just kind of listen to them and yeah. give my advice on their problems and stuff like that. But I think what it's kind of turned into, and I don't know why it happens now, but people just kind of, since I'm very just, you know, nice to people and try not to be mean to people, they just kind of tell me their problems. Like, you know, I was working <laughs> with this guy and never talking about his family or anything. And he just like looks up. He's like, I've been giving way too much work. 
I'm given way too much uh, responsibility. And I'm like, whoa, man, (laughs) we have never talked about this before. So I think that it it just kind of happens. Like you said, like people just feel comfortable around me to talk about their problems. Like even some of uh, Erilyn's friends who I'm not obviously that close to have just kind of talked to me about their trauma and their problems. And, um, you know, I take it as a compliment. Um, I take it that people feel comfortable about being open with me, but you know, it, it does get burdensome at times, uh, only in the case where, you know, people don't deal with their problems mm-hmm. and, um, and come to me, right. You know, if people are using me to deal with their problems and like every day or every other day yeah. they're texting me being like, Hey, like we need to talk or like, Hey, like this happened, like this happened. Then it's kind of like, okay, bud, like I'm, I'm dealing. Oh, thank you. I'm dealing with your issues. You're not taking the initiative and the effort to deal with your own problems. And mm-hmm. so um, that's where it does get training. But to answer your question for the most part, like, no, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm all about it. You know, I was a psych minor. I um, oh. could see myself potentially one day doing some sort of counseling, whether it's like volunteer work or like after I, you know, stop doing finance, mm-hmm. uh, if I get burnt out or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Um, because I so I found that I'm similar in a way as of the last mm-hmm. like two or three years, not so much, but dude, during college and especially at the beginning of kind of my professional career, it was very similar. Um, and I'm the kind of person that usually bottles up my emotions. Every once in a while, I'll go on like a Twitter tirade, but like usually I kind of just bottle yeah. it up and I I handle it myself. Yeah. Um, and I don't yeah. go to other people, so. Um, it was always really interesting to me because sometimes the people would that would put their not problems onto me, but you understand what I mean. They bring in to you without kind of it was like unsolicited. They're like, "Hey, like, let me just drop this emotional bomb on you." Um, and then when I went to go talk to them about it, they were they weren't like really an active listener, kind of like what you were saying. So it was really um, it was hard for me to be that person and have to always handle like their emotional um, weight and mm-hmm. still be able to give good advice um and i found recently that on twitter um within like the last six months i've kind of been more vocal about using my platform which i don't have a large platform but i've got enough followers to like say like it's an okay like size account both on instagram and twitter so i basically opened it up to people and if they wanted to talk to me about their issues and stuff on in the dms and whatnot like i'll help them out but uh, even then i got so many requests and whatnot um and like trying to get back to everyone, it was almost like, I it's like I caused myself stress for that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know like what your strategy is on, um, I don't even know how to correctly say it, but balancing friendship to opening a possibility for them to give your, or give their emotional problems. Like how have you found the boundaries mm-hmm. for that? Yeah, so that's a that's actually a great question. So I have a, a friend who, um, you know, he he, uh, I won't say his name, but he he he's going through a lot right now. I mean, he he's had um, you know one one serious girlfriend, um, and you know they broke up before quarantine. Um, he's he's now living back home, and you know, which is I think a good thing. Um, but you know, he's in therapy and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, there, there was a time when we hung out a couple of mi- uh, weeks ago and I've, I've told him this, um, where, you know, he was just in a really bad place Yeah. and, um, and I hope this is answering your question, but he was in a rough spot 
And, you know, what I should have told him in the moment was, hey, I understand you're in a rough spot, but this isn't going to be constructive. You know, like you, you getting mad about everything and um, you, um, you know, emphasizing the fact that we're in a global pandemic, like literally eight times. Like, I think he mentioned it eight times. So (laughs) I could tell he was stressed about it. Yeah. And I, and I, what I should have said is, you know, let's, let's have a constructive conversation about this, but I just kind of let him go because, you know, I could tell that might not have happened in the moment. Um, a couple of days ago, we had a conversation kind of to follow up on it. And I told him like, you know, Hey, you know, like that I'm always there for you, but when you're in that kind of a spot, um, you know, you want to talk to either your therapist or you want to kind of, you know, internalize yeah. it and like, yeah. you know, really like deal with those emotions in, you know, before you can communicate that to someone in an effective way. Right. Because, because the, the way that I felt was happening is he was just kind of continuing to blow up and blow up and, and, and not really deal with the negative emotion, mm-hmm. in, you know, internally. And so as a result, it was just kind of spewing out. And I, to be honest with you, when I'm really frustrated in a bad place, I will do the same at times. Yeah. And it's, it's a bad habit. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get myself out of that. Um, but to kind of answer your question, you know, it was really draining, um, you know, in, in that moment. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, it didn't affect our friendship. Like, I don't think of him any less as a friend. Mm-hmm. He's always been there for me. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is kind of hard because it, it feels like, if you're doing the job of a, you know, of a therapist in that moment, um, to someone who you're just kind of trying to hang out with and you don't set a precedent to say, Hey, you know, you, you know, you, this is time for us to hang out. You know, I got, I got everyone, you know, I also got problems I want to talk about. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure that wasn't his intent, but it, it, it was really draining. Um, and so, you know, um, I think as long as there's a clear precedent set um, with the person and as long as they are able to kind of in a healthy way communicate to you like what they're feeling and they don't put any of those feelings onto you, Mm -hmm. then it's fine. The problem is when like some, you know, when you are actually being a therapist to someone like that job, like those jobs are, are really rough on yourself, like mentally for yourself. And then, you know, they, they, uh, they often say that therapists have like multiple therapists to deal with all the shit that they right. hear. And yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of a, you know, a cliche to say that, but that's, you know, it, it's very understandable from what, at least my experience. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. And one of the reasons why I asked that, and we're actually going off, off the script that I had. So this is all kind of off the cuff. So if I don't ask the question correctly, then uh, don't judge me, but oh no, you're fine. Um, so so I, I have a therapist personally, um, and we talk about a lot of things from, you know, feeling like I'm getting too old and not having like a serious relationship to um, my sex life or to work and all this stuff. And um, mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. that she talks to me about is something that you brought up is, um, you know, action and dealing with yourself. And that doesn't necessarily mean, and this is to like people listening to this, not necessarily for you, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're internalizing it all yourself, but you know, if you speak with a therapist and there are actions that come out of that conversation or revelations or realizations that, oh, like this is a toxic behavior that I do, or this is something mm-hmm. that I do that does not always produce the greatest results. How can I mm-hmm. do X, Y, Z to accomplish a better mindset or a better life? And I feel like a lot of times, and I think you covered this um, just maybe in different words, so I just want to kind of re- reiterate it. When you are someone who's not a licensed therapist, someone's therapist 
and you give some type of advice or you listen to them and they come to a realization, but then they never act on it, it greatly, it's frustrating as mm-hmm. a friend because you're like, listen, you, we know the path forward. We, well, not technically mm-hmm. like <laughs> always the correct one, but we know a path mm-hmm. forward and you're not taking those steps. And then now every time mm-hmm. we hang out, mm-hmm. it's a therapy session, like you said, rather than like us like grabbing mm-hmm. a beer or two or like, you know, yeah. playing Madden or something like it, unless you're moving towards trying to get better, I simply can't have that therapy as part of our friendship if we've already gone mm-hmm. about it multiple times. And so I, I like that you kind of mentioned that in, in a sense because it, uh, it is frustrating. And I think you're mm-hmm. dealing with that probably more often than I am as far as like someone considering you like to be their therapist. But um, it's just, it's tough because you want to help them. But also it's like, hey man, like we are, we're friends first, you know, let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I think like kind of as a caveat, you know, I, I, I once I expressed that to my friend, he was like, Oh, oh, crap. Like, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, if you, if you are trying to relay your problems onto a friend, a lot of times you don't really realize it. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people do it, I would hope, um, on purpose. Yeah. I think it's more of just like, the opportunity is prevent, presented and they don't really have a lot of healthy ways of dealing with it. And then once, you know, you open up that path, they're just like, let it all out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, so I guess like kind of on, on that, you know, since we're kind of going off the cup here, I mean, like what, what were kind of a couple of things that, that you wanted to talk about? Cause I know that, um, you know, the, the kind of, uh, beginning of the conversation we had was you were having a rough time being single again during the quarantine um, or a, a shelter in place. And you, um, you know, you wanted to talk a little bit about dating. So, you know, not to flip this back on you, make Ooh. you uh, put a little pressure on you. But I was what's, avoiding. What's, what's, what's going on? Uh, what's going on with you right now? Yeah. So, um, so I was dating a girl until a couple weeks after Valentine's day. And we were having pretty regular sex, um, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And emotionally, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, she great. ended up being just not great, a great person. I won't go any further than mm-hmm. that. Um, sure. But uh, basically, as soon as we ended, it was almost like right there. By the way, that was a left-hand snap. Um, I am right-handed, so skills. Um, okay, you can do both, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so we went right into quarantine, and I was like, oh, fuck like i yeah. i wasn't yeah. trying to rebound but i was like i want to do something like I, I just went from having this like almost every day to nothing now and i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not a big porn guy like i i have nothing mm-hmm. against people that watch porn i mean i don't mm-hmm. agree with it a whole lot because i know there are some bad things mm-hmm. that come out of it but yeah. yeah that's that's a conversation neither here nor there that i think i'm gonna have uh in a few days with uh with my yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm happy to talk about it, but I think you might want to talk about someone uh, with uh, who's in the industry. Yeah, yeah, I want to see their perspective. But uh, yeah, so it was tough. And um, so I think my social media personality makes it seem like um, I'm a whore or that like I have a lot of sex, but I don't. Um, I've, I'm really, I think I'm under 20 partners and um, a lot of those were like one night stands. So I'm not like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, this, this sex god, which I don't think anyone considers me to be, but... Um, the the way I think my social media per, persona is, it may come off like I'm more confident than, you know, what actual true life is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had this really good thing going and that ended. And um, 
I was talking to my ex for a little while and my ex isn't like bad. We, we stopped seeing each other cause I, I moved to Texas. So, um, it wasn't like on bad terms. And then she went out to like California for like four months for work because she was like, fuck it. Like if we're going to be in quarantine, like I'm going to go do it somewhere fun. And so that like, <laughs> that ended. So that was like two, basically two like tough L's right in a row. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> quarantine happened and, I think both you and I and a lot of the people that have similar mindsets took it very seriously. And while mm-hmm. I was still going into mm-hmm. work, I was always, you know, doing my best to social distance. Um, and I went on a few dates, but they were all socially distanced and they were like hiking right. or walking and stuff. Um, right. And I am the type of person that if I feel like I'm having a good date, like I'm pretty cool with like kissing at the end. But you couldn't during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to take that risk. I mean, you're already risking going out with somebody let a, you know you don't want to go too far so it was a yeah. string of like becoming not emotionally attached but but building an emotional relationship with someone mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not being able to have the sexual part of that and it doesn't mean just having mm-hmm. sex like anything from like hand holding to kissing to you know eating her ass like i mean come on now you know you want to you want to have that as part of the relationship mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so it's tough and um i think it's a very interesting time that we're in now because things are opening up. Um, you see people have stopped wearing masks. I mean, you should still be wearing a mask, but you get what I'm saying. Like people aren't all on their guard as much. And uh, I've been dating and um, it's it's almost like I'm a little nervous to have sex again because it's been so long. And right. uh, kind of like your doctor's joke, um, you know, your, your dick might fall off. But in this case, it's the you use it or you lose it situation. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it's on, uh, it's on performance factor. Uh, is it, am I right. going to enjoy it? Like, am I going to be rusty? Is it going to be three minutes? You know, all these things. Right. Um, right. so those are things that I've talked with my therapist about. And, um, it's just a matter of something that you actually brought about when we first started this. So we talked about hair loss, right? And if someone's not going to be with you because you're experiencing a little hair loss or mm-hmm. whatever the, the mm-hmm. thing is, then they're not the yeah. right person. You know, if you don't drive yeah. a car or this, you know, this or that. So that's kind of mm-hmm. the mentality that I've been having is, um, you know, I, I know that when I do that stuff regularly, there's no complaints involved from either side, either partner. Um, right. And so I was just thinking, like, you know, I'll go into dating, blah, blah, blah. But I'm still, like, kind of timid to even kiss someone, you know, because... Mm-hmm. It's been so yeah. long. It's been so no, long. totally, totally. So it's, um, it's you know, really you don't want to get time. sick. You don't want to get someone sick. You don't want to. You don't want to. You know, like not be able to work. And, right. You know, no. That that's kind of the thing that I don't think a lot of people are considering. I see a lot of posts um, that are targeted towards. Oh, I can't wait till this is over. Can't wait till COVID's over. Can't wait till things are back to normal. And it's kind of. I think some people are slowly realizing that. You know, there's not going to be a normal normal. Yeah, they're like twenty twenty one. It's like no, it doesn't end on December thirty first. Like it's it's still going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's not like the movie ends and then you know you all go home, right? Um, I think that with COVID, you know, we don't exactly know the long term effects yet. Yeah, and I think that you know it's very it's very valid, um, you know, to be afraid and hesitant to live you know a normal life or, mm-hmm. a, or somewhat of a normal life yeah. during a pandemic um what else is you know i to you know to be just fully disclosure disclosure mm-hmm. disclosuring disclosing whatever disclosing. with you is um you know i'm seeing a therapist as well i have anxiety and ocd and um you know one of the scary things he told me was he's actually you know some form of ocd is mm-hmm. um 
you know, being overly uh, germaphobic. So mm-hmm. basically, you know, like touching something, going back, washing your hands, touching the doorknob, being like, well, what if I'm going to get herpes from the doorknob, going back, washing your hands, right? Yeah. And um, he's actually had to coach people to be more careful who have OCD, that kind of OCD, yeah. which is really hard, right? Because you're a therapist and you're telling people, hey, like, you know, like you got to embrace your fears. You got to like kind of change the cognitive patterns in your head mm-hmm. to say, oh, this fear and this anxiety is really not a big deal. It's just always going to be there. Right. right? Um, but he, he can't do that in some ways. Like he can't go tell someone don't wear a mask and go to a restaurant. Right. Because right? not that's illegal. And like they could get, co- <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they, well, I mean, I guess wearing a mask isn't prevented, but still, right? yeah. you get my point. Um, you know, I think from what you've told me, um, it sounds, it sounds like you're, you know, the, you know, you're, you have a good therapist because I, what I would tell you and what my therapist and anyone who I've talked to about, you know, self-forgiveness or, um, you know, my, I guess even mindfulness in the situation would say, yeah, if, if, if someone's not going to date you because your hairline or because how your body, you know, looks or doesn't look, then, then yeah, you know, they don't, they don't really fall, um, into the category of someone that you can see yourself with long-term. And so, um, I mean, I mean, the feeling I get, and it's always funny because, um, you know, I'll see your posts, you'll be posting like the body picture, you'll be <laughs> posting like you saying something funny in the car. And this is from someone who, you know, I've, I've met you and we're, and we're, we're boys, but I, I don't, I haven't spent enough time with you to know exactly why you do the things or why you do the things that you do in certain yeah. aspects. But, but the sense that I get is that, you know, you, you want to kind of show people a, a, a side of yourself that, that you like. And the, yeah. a light of yourself that you're like, you know, this is, you know, my body. I've spent a lot of time on it. You know, you love showing off your sense of humor, which is awesome. But but I do get the sense that, and, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong or kind of add or subtract this however you want, that, you know, maybe some of the reasons you do this is to kind of take that fear and energy you're feeling in your quarantine and kind of express it in a way where you're like, well, look what I have to offer Right. And, yeah. and is that kind of is, is that am I kind of on the ball with that or is that a little bit off? Yeah. So we, we can get deep on this if you want. Um, sure. So one thing that came out of having cancer is uh, so there was surgery near my man parts and uh, they made a mm-hmm. mistake on cutting it. Um, so there was a mistake on a blood vessel. Um, mm. So they essentially gave me ED. Um, so it was mm. a bit of a hard conversation from my surgery um i didn't sue Mm -hmm. or anything like that because i was like you know what you you guys did your best you you took away cancer um yeah so it's this really weird situation where i have to be emotionally attached to someone if i'm not using medication i have to be emotionally attached to them like very much Mm -hmm. into it Mm -hmm. to really Mm -hmm. enjoy it and there's there's never been issues with that if i'm like long-term dating like i said i was dating a girl like for a couple months here at the beginning of the year and it was fine right Um, but we were very emotionally attached um so it's very tough for me because, um, like I said, I hadn't had a lot of sexual partners. So um, mm. sometimes girls just want to fuck me because apparently I'm hot. I, I personally don't view myself like that, but um, they do. And they want to just do it mm-hmm. very quickly. And sometimes I'll get caught up in like sexting or like getting excited. And then I remember mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a strong chance that she comes over and I don't perform, right? And mm-hmm. so it's a mentality mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I talked to my therapist about it and this, and it really circles back to the fact that like, I am who I am. And, um, one of the things mm-hmm. that we talked about is long-term dating. So I've only had one yeah. serious girlfriend, right? Um, a yeah. few, of, a few have been, you know, three to six months, give or take, but 
really only one has been like more than a year. And so she was like, listen, if someone's going to be upset about that, then they may not be the person for you. And if you're looking for temporary satisfaction from one person for one time, then, you know, maybe this is a sign. And not that she was saying that, like, it's good that the surgery was a mistake made, but she was like, maybe it's a sign that this isn't the person that you want to spend time with because I talk with her about, like, my intentions for dating. And I'll Mm -hmm. get caught up in being a thought every now and then, and, like, I get these Mm -hmm. grand plans. But then I got to remember, I'm like, well, shit, like, I might come over here and my Mm -hmm. dick is just going to be taking a vacation, you know, thinking about something else. Um, So so it kind of pushes me towards the path of, like, okay, I really need to be smart about this. And like I said, there's medication that is involved. So, like, if I really want to be a whore, I do. But it's an extra step that I have to take if I really mm-hmm. want to do that. And it's yeah. usually one that makes me reconsider what I want to do with, with that person. Yeah, um, yeah and, it, and it doesn't sound like that's something you want to create a habit of relying on. Like, right. you don't want to have to pop a pill, you know, kind of like a junkie. You got your, yeah. like, pill bottle. You're, like, shaking your arm. <laughs> and, like, you, yeah. you, you pop a pill bottle so you can go have a good time. You know, that's right. kind of sounds kind of like a nicotine addiction you know it doesn't sound like a very healthy lifestyle that you yeah. live, right um no i i think so so there's a lot first of all i apologize for that happening because that's shitty and terrible and that's yeah. you know did, did not know we were going to go there but that's totally cool because yeah. i'm i'm very i have a lot of experience with that so um not that specifically but you know sexual I know frustration you so yeah. I, I i get it um what, what I would say is, um, you know, I, I, let me kind of tell you something that I've kind of gone through, um, you know, uh, in a, kind of a similar vein, and then we can kind of, um, you know, go from there. When, uh, like I told you, I had the scope done, um, yeah. I have like basically an inflamed pelvic floor. And what that means sometimes is, you know, sometimes I, I finish really quickly. And, um, you know, like some, most of the time it'll be okay, but like before, you know, in college and after college, sometimes it'll only be like a minute or a couple minutes. And I kind of was having the same thought and, you know, fear as you, um, you know, what if I'm going to go over and someone wants to kind of go, you know, like ACDC style and I'm I'm just like, (laughs) exactly. And I, and I, and I just like, after two minutes, I'm like, like, you know, so um i kind of i know exactly i don't know exactly how you feel but i understand where you're coming from yeah it's kind of that thought of am i going to be good enough am i going to be enough for people am am i kind of worth their time yeah right is that is that kind of right i was gonna say let me me pause you there because i want to answer a question that you asked a while ago that's in that vein so um Mm. so one thing that i've been trying to do my best on is actually limiting the amount of thirst traps i post so i used to post a lot more and I try to only like do one or two a week. And I know that sounds stupid to say, but it's really down from mm-hmm. what it used to be. And um, mm-hmm. and something that came out of like talking with my therapist and just even people is like, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's a cry for attention. Um, so oh, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of times where I'll post that and immediately delete because I'm like, no, 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 no. I why is this on yeah. here? Or I'll post it mm-hmm. after like a couple hours or something. Or I'm sorry, delete it after a couple hours. And it's right. one of those things like, look, like you know, I may have these issues, but but look at my body. Like, can you, you know, can you believe that, you know? And, yeah, yeah, and it's superficial yeah. because you just, I just wanted someone to, you know, be accepting because, you know, you had those situations. So, um, right, right. So, right. It's, yeah, it's in that vein. Yeah. It, and that totally, that totally makes sense with what you've, you know, what you've told me to this point. And yeah. I think, 
Um, you know, I've had a lot of the same conversations with my friends and girls I've dated in the past, um, even, you know, with, with Ireland, cause you know, she obviously knows about it. And, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, my therapist just saying, you know, like, I feel this way and like, I feel like I'm not going to be enough. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm not, you know, so I'm going to get rejected. It's going to suck. Blah, blah, blah. And what it kind of finally came down to was a really interesting, um, you know, concept that I'm really take to heart now and that I, you know, tell a lot of people when they're, they tell me this kind of stuff. And it's kind of comes down to the inability to separate what your prefrontal cortex is. I mean, I, I could be wrong. There's probably, you're gonna probably get DMs from people like, nah, it's actually his cerebral two, metabolic. Two people you know? listen to this. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not an actual <laughs> therapist, but who yeah. cares? But um, what I understand it to be is your, your prefrontal cortex is kind of, when you think about something, that is your that is your, the voice in your head, yeah. right? It's it's your mind, right? And and so essentially, what um, what it is is it's an inability to separate your emotion from uh, from your actual thought of yeah. what you know to be logical and true, right? If if you you know you're for in your case, you're a funny guy, you have a good job, you work out a lot, average you know, size penis, yeah to hang out with Mm -hmm. and there's really no logical reason for you to not be able to find someone right like like if you really wanted to you could go on a dating app you could you know even even in a quarantine you could find a new girl to talk to relatively quick right but the problem is you know and what i've experienced and what you're telling me you've experienced is you get these really negative emotions of, you know, not being enough. And they're, and they're, and they're pretty powerful, right? Yeah. They're pretty, they're yeah. pretty, they, they kind of, they kind of get you down. And, and what that's come from, and I, this is something that my therapist has told me, and he says, you know, this has come through kind of, um, you know, long hours of research is, um, you know, humans have evolved for millions of years. I mean, if you think about modern society, mm-hmm modern society and i mean i can't really even say like modern society but like let's just say 50 to 100 years yeah. you know or even the internet age is what like 20 30 years old Re- right Something recorded like that. data yeah and you know these emotions you feel about not being enough mm-hmm. you know if we if we were uh you know a million years back were you know neanderthals or whatever the term is and we had a, a mate or a partner and they left us and we didn't feel like we were good enough, mm-hmm. then we could not reproduce and we would die. And yeah. our whole lineage would die. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, I think a lot, you know, a lot of evolution and a lot of just human experience has kind of melded our minds in a, in a way where it's not really applicable to mm-hmm. today's dating. And like in your case, right? Like you, tell me you get dms from girls all the time well you know if you're worried about not being enough or not being good enough for a girl but you have all these girls coming to you like there's kind of a divide between like what's actually going on yeah in your life and what you're feeling yeah right and so all that to say kind of that long tangent um is to say that i think i think like when you start to get in a habit of oh i need to post a picture so i can like kind of not feel this or so I can feel better about myself. Yeah. You kind of want to step back and say, okay, why am I doing this? Right. What are the emotions I'm 
getting, you know, to, or not trying to get to do mm-hmm. this. And is that going to benefit me long-term? Is that going to be the kind of person that I want to be yeah. long-term? Yeah. So th- three things on that. So the first, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many pictures I've taken on my phone, looked at and been like, why are you posting this? Delete that. So it's deleted. Right. So I think that's just so funny. Cause like even, even the amount that I post now feels like a lot for me and that's 10% of what I took. And, and so like, I, you know, I'm consistently working on that. Um, the second part is actually, so you were saying that sometimes maybe it's too fast. I'm the opposite. Sometimes I can't even, you know, and so I've had to fake it, which I think, so looking back is hilarious because like a lot of girls, you know, they say, yeah. Oh, like my last boyfriend sucked. I had to fake it. It's like, okay, I spit on your back. Like that was spit. That wasn't calm. Like I basically, I had to stop <laughs> and tell you that I came. Right. And then you leave and then I'll fucking do my thing. But like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so I think that's just really interesting. Cause like, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird that that kind of thing happens. And then you think of how like, someone who just has a regular function and all that they're just fucking all the time you're just like mm-hmm. fuck man i wish i had that um but mm-hmm. the third to something you mentioned and this is why i saved it for last because it was actually like relevant um so mm-hmm. so the serious girlfriend that i did have um the way we ended was we were laying in bed naked and um this was after like a really nice date and she was like do you ever get anxious and i was like well, yeah, I get anxious all the time. Yeah. And I was like, why? My question is that. <laughs> exactly. Now now things are running through yeah. my mind. And I was like, well, why do you ask? She's like, well, do you ever get anxious about us? And I was like, at this time, like, I wasn't thinking I was going to marry this girl, but I was like, I'm I'm in love. Like, I yeah, I want to yeah. be with you. And I was like, yeah. absolutely not. Like, like that. Like, no hesitation. Yeah. And so I asked her. Yeah. And she hesitated. Um, And she was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like, sometimes I was like, well, is there anything I can do better? Like, I was like, please, like, I I don't want to like lose this. So like, tell me how to be good for you. And she Mm -hmm. basically told me that like, I was a perfect boyfriend and that it wasn't necessarily anything that I'm doing, but she's going through a lot of things and she's not sure, you know, about this or that. And it wasn't like Mm -hmm. the, it's not you, it's me spiel. It was a legit, like she was going through some things that maybe Mm -hmm. having a boyfriend is a little too much to handle. Um, But then she left and she tried to kiss me at the end um, because I was like, Cause she said something about a break and I was like, I don't really want to do a break. Like, I feel like that's basically a pre breakup. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a half foot in, half foot out. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I kind of, I didn't really kiss her back. She just like kind of kissed my lips if you know how that goes. And that was the last time I saw her. Um, and it was just mm-hmm. like, there was no closure, right? Because you were constantly mm-hmm. thinking like, mm-hmm. did I do something mm-hmm. wrong? Blah, blah. And mm-hmm. if you do that to someone who already has these issues with not thinking that they're enough for this, um, it fucked me up like really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. and a lot of people were like, Hey man, like, you know, you'll find another girl. And I was like, it's not her. It's not that I'm losing right. her. It's what happened to me. And so right. I didn't really, I mean, I'm still not over that completely, but it didn't, it took me. And this is when I started going to therapy and then I moved to Texas like immediately after. Cause I just, I mentally mm-hmm. could not be in DC. Um, mm-hmm. and so I started seeing a therapist and, uh, that was like a majority of the conversation every time for a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. and just trying to find like that self self worth and self value, and then that brought about the you know you post these selfies and you know you flirt with these girls and all this stuff and you know you don't mm-hmm. have any intentions mm-hmm. with them, but it's just like a dopamine rush, right? And so it's mm-hmm. been a constant like two year um, plan of action is to you know make myself better emotionally better, so mm-hmm. that um, 
you know, I don't feel that way if something doesn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Right, right. Um, and, and it doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't sound like she had ended things because of what you were going through, but because you were going through them, obviously, it, it just, you, you kind of uh, internalize that and you're like, oh shit, like now I need to kind of step up my game. Is, is yeah. that kind of, is that kind of where you Yeah, like I harbor, or, yeah. harbor no ill, ill will towards the girl. Like, yeah. At first I did because I was like, fuck her. Like, how could you do that? But the more I realized, I'm like, you know what? People go through things all the time. I've ghosted people. And I mean, we haven't been dating, but like, I get it. Um, so after a while, like, I wouldn't necessarily say I forgave her because she didn't do anything wrong. I just more moved past that of her being the issue, right. you know? Um, right. So that was, I think that was a good thing to do. But yeah, it, it does, uh, it does compound on you know, already, already present issues, which, you know, isn't mm-hmm. really the best combo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the thing that I've come to realize is, uh, you know, like just kind of accepting the fact that life is a shit sandwich. I mean, we're, we're in a just pandemic, it, yeah. we're dating, you know, um, you know, I, I, I won't say that I understand exactly how you're feeling, but you know, I was doing long distance with Erilyn during this pandemic, and I, there was a point where we didn't even know when we were going to see each other. Because mm-hmm. um, she was with her parents, I was with mine, we were in our own little bubble. Um, you know, we're lucky enough now to live together, but I mean, lo- you know, the grass is always kind of greener because, you know, long distance in a pandemic, I will say, is, is very stressful. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard to stay. It's hard to stay connected. And so, you know, and I don't mean to say that you're problems right now are minimal or they're not important but i think you know everyone's kind of had to sacrifice and deal with this in their own Mm -hmm. their own kind of way and i think that you know it's it's important that you know you if you're having difficulty with your dating situation with covid or with your inability to to find someone because you're kind of scared of getting covid from them right which is totally normal um you know one just you know, maybe a little self-forgiveness because yeah. like, you know, if, you, if you're not able to date, you know, you don't want to beat yourself up. Right. right? It, it, it's kind of, that's kind of the trap. that's just going to not allow you to date further and it's going to hinder you long-term. So yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like you know that, but just that's, that's one thing I always mention to people. But you know, the other is, um, you know, there, I don't know about where you are right now, but there are a lot of like drive-through test sites for COVID that are super easy. Yeah. Um, the one that we have in, in California, I don't know if it's everywhere, but Project Baseline, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of that. Um, I don't know if that's a global or a U.S. total thing, but um, you basically set up an appointment, you just drive in, and then it takes like 20 minutes, right? So if you you know if you're really into a girl and you've had a couple of like Skype dates with her, you know yeah. you could schedule a thing in a couple of weeks, be like, hey, let's get tested, let's have that clarity, and then like this weekend after we maybe like quarantine and don't do a bunch of stuff outside the house, we can like grab dinner at my yeah. place or something, right? Um, you know, I think that again like covid's kind of a new thing and yeah. covid is a um situation that's going to kind of constantly evolve yeah but i think that i think that you know just taking kind of the time to to accept the fact that it's going to not be ideal and kind of plan around that you know is something that that might might help you out a little bit yeah so i'm actually big on testing i get tested uh at planned parenthood for stds even if i'm like not even sexually active i get it like every three or four months um and then uh oh i was saying i was saying a covid test hold on, good. Hold on, that's good hold on that's mid sentence and i was gonna say and for covid we have t- <laughs> um kits at work 
as well as a bunch of drive through So, like, every every two oh, or three weeks, like, I'll, I'll go get checked because my nice, nice. routine's pretty much the same. It's, like, the gym, yeah. work, home, and, you know, wherever my runs take me, which I, I do the same routes, but I always socially distance. So, um, I have been going on, like, in-person dates and stuff like that, but uh, I usually check with the person. You know, I'm like, hey, like, let's see what kind of lifestyle you're living. And the girls that I do go on dates now are usually pretty, like, pretty i wouldn't say mature is in like age but they're mature at least in thinking um yeah. and so we do yeah. smart you know we do it correctly and smart and uh yeah during covid like you said um i wasn't in the position to be dating someone long term but it almost feels like you were um depending on you know what both people want to do because like i said i went on a couple hikes and walks um which that's mm. gonna be the second part of this and tra- transition to the next subject but uh you know it, it was tough because you know like when you meet someone or when you're seeing someone, you don't want to just always know everything via text or via um, even just a FaceTime. Like, it's great, but it's not as fun as, like, finding those things out in person. And that's mainly for, like, meeting someone for the first time because you and – you're in mm-hmm. Ireland. Like, you guys knew each other. But, like, meeting someone and, like, finding out that they have a sister or a brother or they are secretly into painting or all this. Like, that's shit mm-hmm. that you want to hear in person rather than always mm-hmm. through text. Mm-hmm. So. That kind yeah. of sucked. Now, the the fun part about this, though, COVID dating has unlocked the best potential way to find out if a girl is going to be awesome. Because going on walks with my dogs, going on hikes, doing things that aren't necessarily me spending a bunch of fucking money on a first time meeting mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. and then being mm-hmm. out $100 and, and hating the date. Like, this is amazing mm-hmm. for dating mm-hmm. in general. So, obviously, COVID is, a, is an ever-changing thing. But moving forward, like... Being able to suggest that kind of date, the low-key, casual, mm-hmm. really focus on yeah. each other rather than like, oh, here's this fancy steak dinner. I've got money or like this or that. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic because yeah. you really get to see someone yeah. and and get you know emotional with them on like an actual deep level rather than being like, you wore a low-cut shirt and I like how that looks. So mm-hmm. let's make it. Yeah, and, and, and I think the one thing that, you know, when I was a hopeless romantic when I was single would notice is you know, if someone has options, um, they're always going to be like, eh, you know, I, I don't have to put kind of full effort or my, my full self forward in this situation. Cause I have like a bunch of backup plans. Yeah. It's kind of hard to have that when you have to like plan to get tested and then, like, <laughs> right. quarantine and then go on a date and then like hopefully continue to go on a date with that person. Cause if yeah. you don't, you have to get tested and go back right. to, you know, step right. one. And so, um, you know, for me, obviously, I, I'm not single right now. But the, the one thing I will say is, is like that, from what I've heard from my friends, that's that's very valid. And yeah. it, 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 there is a fun side too, of in a sense where like, you, you know, it, you kind of both now that you're in a global pandemic, have to put in more effort yeah. into the situation, and you have to be kind of more, more present. Um, the other, the other thing is, you know, from just hanging out with my friends, like I value my friendships more now because yes. the ability to see my friends, um, you know, and the couple of my cohort in the Bay, uh, you know, I, I just enjoy, I can't get enough time with them. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm kind of alone working and mm-hmm. I have a roommate, but you know, besides that, it's just, you know, work. Yeah. And, uh, and that's something that I've even, you know, experienced as someone who's not even trying to, to date the people I'm hanging out with. Yeah. And so, um, I think it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shitty situation, but I think you're right. It's, it's making the better of that situation and saying, you know, like now we can actually, you know, you can get to know more, you know, certain people 
more instead of kind of going on these like shotgun updates, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring a cool shout out slash. We talked about this before. Um, financial flex bought a house. I'm so happy. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Thank so, you, man. Thank so, uh, you. How, how old are you? I don't think we've ever talked about this. You're the same age as me, right? Uh, like mid twenties. I'm twenty. I'm twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, same age. So, like, my my dude yeah. has a house at twenty-seven in California. Kellen the game has has an awesome girlfriend. You, great job. Thank you, man. Like he's Thank living you, the life that I think we all want to live. So, <laughs> what's uh, so what brought about getting a house and the joys that it brings to to live with you know your boo thing now and just waking up and yeah. watching SpongeBob and eating cereal and stuff. I made that part up, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I, I SpongeBob is an all-time favorite, so that's not a bad thing. Uh, well, I, it kind of you know I had some equity saved up. Um, or it was just kind of in E-Trade, just kind of sitting there. And, um, and I, I wanted to buy a house in the Bay. Um, unfortunately to buy a house in the Bay, you have to, you know, have a ridiculous amount of money, like crazy rich. And even then you have to like have cash. Right. So it's, uh, it's not, uh, it's not super ideal. Um, and so, uh, you know, Aaron lives in Sacramento Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, she lives in an area called Isak and she was like, you know, we should look at houses here. And at first I was kind of like, oh, man, I, I don't know, you know, like my, my life's in the Bay, my work's in the Bay, but as shelter in place continued, you know, and all these, you know, I work in tech and all the, mm-hmm. all these tech companies in California are kind of like, well, you know, we're not going to be in the office till at least next year at some point, if that, right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel, but, um, I, I essentially just wanted to, uh, you know, invest in a property um, there was a really good opportunity that opened up a few blocks down that we, we checked out and we got a great price on it. And, um, it just kind of made a lot of sense. Cause I think that, you know, in the Bay area, a lot of people are moving outside of the Bay, yeah. um, cause the Bay is so, you know, it's so expensive. And I just thought it was a really good opportunity to, you know, if stuff goes really sideways, um, you know, obviously stock market crashes, all that, you know, at least I have like a house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm not like holding on to these stocks that are like worth nothing that I can't even sell. Right. right. And so, um, so that was kind of my thinking towards it. Um, but no, man, it's, it's exciting. If you want to get stressed out and you want to have no free time <laughs> by a house because, uh, you got to do, you know, inspections, yep. you got to, you know, make sure the neighborhood's good. You have to look at multiple houses and make sure you're getting like somewhat of a fair value. There's, yeah. You know, I signed paperwork like this tall or however tall. It's it's pretty stressful. Um, but luckily, you know, Erlen helped. We had a good agent. My dad helped a lot too. Yeah. And not financially, but like he read over the contracts sure. and stuff. And um, so yeah, so yeah, no, it was it was a stressful process, but it was it was a lot. It was a lot. It was good. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Cause I'm I'm about to head there next year. Um, so that's gonna be a really interesting time. I I don't think I'll be in the price range that you guys are at, but uh. Um, one of the reasons I took this DC thing is cause I get all the bennies from army. So I get the VA loan and GI bill and all that stuff. And the VA loan is pretty solid for, oh, nice. um, first time buyers at least. I mean, I know there's a lot of first time buyer programs out there, but the VA loans dope cause you don't have to put anything down. Um, will mm-hmm. that, would I, or will I? Yes. But like the fact that you don't have to, and you still get like a good rate is nice. Um, so yeah, i I was really interested when you said that you bought yours because one thing that I love doing is getting things 
the other thing that I don't like doing is reading the things that come with it. So like I got a full ride yeah. to college and in the fine print, I had to be in the army after. And I was like, ah, fuck. Like I thought I was just getting a free education. And then here I am not having a beard, not having long hair, you know, fucking waking up at four thirty in the morning. And uh, I was like, shit, um, you know, shit like that. So, yeah. But, but I'm almost opposite. Like, I'm very excited to be in a position that you're in because that's your house. And, like, reading over, like, yeah. a contract, like, that's your house. Yeah. Like, it's almost yeah. – I'm sure it's not fun to read, but it's not It's not like you're reading and you're like, ugh, like, this isn't even what do anything. It's your house. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it, it's kind of hard to, to feel that way because, you know, we haven't fully moved in yet. But, like, I just want to get moved in as soon as I can, man, because yeah. it's like – I've never had my own space. I've always had like roommates who, um, you know, I haven't really got along with my recent one's cool, which, you know, be sad to leave because he's actually a cool guy. Um, Mm. and then, you know, I was living with an absolutely crazy person. (laughs) Um, uh, the last couple of years, she was a student from San Jose state. She Mm. like gave us like an hour of notice and then just like left with her mom and like, didn't really tell us during a pandemic. And we were just like, sweet. Um, but, uh, so it's just really, I'm just really looking forward to living with Erilyn and also really looking forward to just like kind of have my, I'll have my own office and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, if we had bought that same house, but in the Bay, it would have been like over $2 million depending on the area. So yeah, I know it's, it's, it's like, that was the only re- you know, the, the main reason I bought here. And cause I think this area is still growing. Yeah. Um, but, but I, yeah, I, I'm very excited. Yeah, so I, I definitely appreciate the kind of words on that. Thank yeah, you. for sure. Um, I, I'm with you on that because uh, I did uh, <laughs> I get on Zillow every once in a while and I just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, get depressed at the prices in D.C. I, I would never think about mm-hmm. buying in D.C., but I'll look at the same house in Texas. So like Dallas, even even Dallas oh, with yeah. the, the higher price than like other Texas places, it's still incredibly affordable. So same house in Texas is uh let's say the house in texas is 250 right which is like where my range is 250 to like 350 350 being i'm house poor 250 like i can eat bread you know um Mm -hmm. dc that's like a million a million and a half and so like i think san francisco's market is a little higher than dc's so i can only imagine what that disparity is but it's crazy um and one thing i was going to mention is that uh i was talking to somebody who is in the housing business i forget what they do but they were telling me that statistically like due to the pandemic since February, March, no, I'm sorry. I think it was April when people started realizing like, mm-hmm. this is fucking real. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a huge move to the suburbs and to out because people have their own mm-hmm. home offices. They're working from home mm-hmm. and they can't mm-hmm. afford mm-hmm. to live in the downtown yeah. of these cities. Yeah. And so I can't yeah. wait to see what it's like in two years to see what yeah. a Metro ended up like, how many did you lose? What's the impact because uh, a lot of apartment places around here are running stupid specials. Like, I just re-signed a lease. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan on breaking it because I'll move back to Texas. But if I don't, like, I got a really good deal. But there's stupid mm-hmm. leases because they can't get anyone to move in. Yeah. And I just think that's yeah, so I, interesting. I, I've noticed, I've read that in San Francisco. It's happening, you know, a lot of the, I think it's kind of hard to say because in San Francisco, you have an interesting group of, um, you know, like tech people who have the money. And then you have, you know, like, you know, people who aren't making a ton who are, you know, trying to, you know, scratch to the nail to, to live in the city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think what I, what we're seeing a lot of right now is these tech people like, you know, myself, like moving to areas that are less expensive in mm-hmm. an effort to you know, work remote for the next one or two years. And, 
you know, the thing that the thing that's really interesting is like, okay, well, you know, a lot of these companies or a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, we're oh, we're going to be back in the office in a couple of years. Well, it's like, well, we don't really know that, and mm-hmm. we we don't know that people with families, people who are immune compromised, people yep. who I don't know why I pointed at myself because I'm not immune compromised. People, uh, you're just who, too sick with it. Um, just <sighs> don't feel <laughs> people who you know just don't feel safe going into an office setting, myself included. Um, you know, who's to say that when this kind of settles down a little bit that, you know, we're going to come back. I mean, we don't even know how effective the vaccine is going to be. We don't know what the long-term effects of that are going to be. And so I think that, yeah, right now I've heard of people moving to Colorado. People are working uh, from Tahoe, Lake Tahoe remote, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people, yeah, just like buying like really cool houses, like kind of remote Mm -hmm. locations. Um, you know, different, you know, out of states. I know that some, you know, companies are uh, making sure that, um, that, you know, you're, you, you say you're going to leave the state because there are tax implications of that. Mm-hmm. And I know there are other companies that are saying we're going to adjust your pay accordingly yep. Yep. Uh, to where you're living. Um, which I get, but also it's like, if everyone's working remote, like I don't really get why that matters. Yeah. Cause but, you're going to pay that um, salary anyways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm salary. So yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no, I, I think that, um, I think it's pretty, pretty interesting from, from that front, but I, I don't, I don't really, you know, foresee like the barrier, like crashing no, or anything. No. Like I've heard some people be like, Oh, bubbles breaking. Like, no, there's always going to be demand like in the Bay. Like these, yeah. these people who have their families there and like, you know, nice areas like Mountain View or Los Altos or Sunnyvale, like they're, they're not going to yeah. like leave. Right. Um, so yeah, so I mean, our moment of just seeing like the kind of the small impacts, like, you know, there's mm-hmm. rent is basically before COVID, you could charge whatever, and you're still going to get people that come in there and make it work. Whereas mm-hmm. maybe if there's now not a surplus of people, you start having to maybe adjust prices and be more reasonable. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I'm looking mm-hmm. to see if that happens. Yeah. Now, I won't be in the area, get, you know, well, maybe. The place that I work for right now wants me to be there for three years. Oh my God, I'd kill myself if I was in D.C. for another three years. But if I yeah. was, you know, may, maybe rent gets better, maybe it doesn't. And I, I make captain in like yeah. a week or two, so like my money's going to go up. So like I'm not complaining about that, nice. but it's still interesting to see um, yeah, what, what goes absolutely. on with that. But uh, yeah, my roommate, she I think they said that she doesn't go back to work. Well, she's working, but she doesn't go back into work until like the end of the year. And that's maybe. And like you are saying, like we don't know what the vaccine's going to do. Like... Uh, we don't know if someone's sick. Like I, I went into my doctor's office and did a kickflip the other day and he's like, you're definitely sick, dude, but like not with COVID. And I was like, thanks, man. And then I left and, you know, it was all good. But um, anyways, like you just don't know what's going on. Like I'm I'm currently matched with this girl on Bumble and she she works for she does research for like vaccines and shit. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're one of the groups that have a, co- a, a coronavirus vaccine working on it. And I think mm-hmm. it'd be really interesting. Like, OK, like, yeah, it comes out. And not only do you have the anti-vax crowd, you've got the crowd that, like, I'm all for the vax, but also this isn't, like, a known vaccine. Like, you could sprout a third mm-hmm. leg, mm-hmm. which, like, some mm-hmm. of us have. <laughs> not me, but, you know, some people. What is your girlfriend doing right now? <laughs> uh, what is she? She is, uh, oh, no, I'm just looking because her roommate just got home, but she's actually in the office. Oh, okay. So. I thought she was doing some crazy shit. Um, no, 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 no. But yeah, so like the vaccine, like you could fucking turn into a superhero. So like maybe I want to yeah. be on the first group because then they'll discontinue it um, and be mm-hmm. like the boys with like that serum. Like, you don't, you still know. 
So I, I think yeah. it's going to be a weird time in life. Uh, I can't wait to not wear a mask in the gym, but sacrifices mm-hmm. are made. Kind of like what this whole conversation has been about, you know, you, for the for the good of the world, like you got to do some things that may not feel great. Yeah. Um, did your AirPods die? They did. Damn. Can you, can you still hear me though? Yeah, I can still hear you well. I'm in, and I'm wrapping sure. up anyway, so I, I won't hold you too long because it's already been like quite a oh, while. Sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, shit. On that note, man, I'll let you go. But uh, do you have anything you wanna you wanna end on? I I, I don't know if I should uh, end do on it. this, but uh, I I do. There is one thing I, I'm really dying to ask you, man. So, um, you know, I I'm not normally someone to to push for this, and I'm not normally someone to. Um, you know, call people out in terms of their, uh, okay, hold on. Give me, give me, give me one sec. Hold on. Look. So for those, uh, following, he muted me. I think they're having a conversation about how lame I am or something. So anyways, this is a good time to do a quick break. And, uh, this podcast is sponsored by men should seek therapy, um, because we don't show our emotions that well and we don't want to be a bad person. And, all right, so uh, Daniel and I had a private conversation, and uh, we decided not to put that on the podcast. So without further ado, we'll uh, get to the end right now. Okay. All right, well, shit, man. That was a good podcast. Um, I'm glad that you came on, and this was dope. So for um, everyone uh, listening, if you're still here, um, Dan and I talked a little bit, and uh, we just said our goodbyes. And, um, yeah, I mean, this conversation turned uh, kind of deep. <laughs> for what's supposed to be kind of like a comedy podcast try to include a few jokes but uh shit can get real man so hope you enjoyed the podcast if you listen until now then uh great if not then well toodaloo
good good chat yeah yeah good chat man i'll uh, i'll talk to you soon okay? all right see you boss